Quick note to open the show, we actually had a little bit of a last-minute scheduling snafu with Jack, so there will be no settle-up with the Settleman this week. Uh, It'll be back next week. Enjoy the show, guys. really, really hard, and they execute the system, and that's what it's all about. Yes, there sir. Trust. Big trust. Big trust. Big trust. trust. Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> right on cue. Hey, right on cue. Hey, I, let me We're back on the Jumbo Set Podcast, presented, as always, by Jimmy's Famous Seafood. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined on my screen by Spencer Nathaniel Schultz. How is it going, sir? Not going well. Technology, fighting me in my face, happens probably to each of us once a month, where they're just something starts happening, where we're recording starts messing with us, my microphone's been messing with me, my internet's been messing with me. I've quenched all three of those beasts, and hopefully I sound clear, I look clear, clear eyes, full hearts. The Orioles can't lose. I think you'll be listening this to this on Wednesday, October 10th, or excuse me, 11th. And I think we're talking about a Dean Kramer win. I can feel it in my plums. The Orioles are not getting swept tonight. Knock on the old wood. Put that into the, the sphere there, the globe. And ready to go watch it. Going to head down to Delia Foley's after we're done recording and go watch and root on the boys. And hopefully they're able to go grit out a tough road win and have some pride, make a little bit of a series out of this thing. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, just put them to bed. Don't don't let them win one because once you let them win one, then uh, then you got an issue. No, they'll be all right. We'll uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, heading out to go watch it somewhere myself. So, you know, we're uh, we're crossing our fingers and we're hoping for the best here and uh, hoping for the best for Dean Kramer. Obviously, going through a lot right now, so uh, going to be a, a a strange mindset that he's in pitching this one. But hopefully, he's able to come through uh, for more reasons than one. But yeah, we are here to talk some Baltimore Ravens. And uh, man, what a pleasant time in uh, in Ravens Twitter world and uh, just a general sense of being a fan right now, isn't it? It is. Sunday was obviously terrible. We go and recap that. Orioles lose after trying to claw their way back in, going down big, letting up a grand slam, just getting routed. Grayson Rodriguez's first postseason appearance did not go well. Uh, I guess I get started with a little bit of an Orioles mega cult. I just felt so stupid after that one, like expecting him, who has never played college baseball, who has never played in like an elimination game like that in his life to go in there. And, and I hammered his, uh, his strikeouts over five and a half and I took seven as well. And just uh soft contact got him out. Kind of looked a little bit like the beginning of the year, but Hey, rookie in the playoffs, what are you going to do about it? So that was tough. The Ravens loss was tough and frustrating. And I, I've, I really have many thoughts still on this game as the Ravens need to move forward from it. And we'll get to all of that, but it was really frustrating, and it just looks the same. When they win, it looks the same as their other wins, and when they lose, it looks the same as their other losses. And it's just watching this team have two possible outcomes. And and we'll get into all of that, but just very frustrating, very tough, tough weekend. Hopefully this week moves forward as the weather starts to, to chill on us a little bit. Hopefully the Ravens are able to chill out and the Orioles are able to cool off the Rangers a touch as well. Yeah, no, it... Uh... It's tough times for sure. We uh, we go into that weekend with uh, the two games on deck versus the Rangers, and then a Steelers team that the Ravens really should have beaten, and uh, it felt like uh, 
It had a uh, potential to be a pretty darn good sports weekend, and uh, it winds up being, of course, one of the worst in our entire lifetime as sports fans. So that is just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But I guess getting into this uh, Steelers game a little bit, I think we kind of all know the story of it. Uh, no matter who you place the blame on or whatever it is, there's plenty of blame to go around. And, uh, you know, really the story is that the Ravens dropped seven passes after really not having many drops to speak of throughout the uh, beginning of the uh, season. Um, that puts them in a, a serious hole. It puts them in a, a hole as far as their morale went, and I think it kind of affected the way they played the, the, that second half. It affected Lamar Jackson's confidence. It affected the receiver's confidence, and ultimately uh, they just they really didn't show up um, from a coaching standpoint either uh, in the clutch there. I think there were some uh, – it might have been a little bit overblown, some of the John Harbaugh stuff, but – I think there were definitely still some operational issues that uh, he's responsible for that really cost him. So overall, just a, a total team loss, except for the defense, who I think played very admirably. Uh, and yeah, where do you go from here? You're 3-2. and two. Division is still what it is. I don't think it's that great necessarily. I still think the Ravens are the best team, and I like their odds to go ahead and win it. But uh, I don't know. Initial thoughts after the game. It was the same type of loss that they keep putting out. And to me, it looks like when you go back, I watched all of the tape. I, I didn't watch all of the defense. I watched it. I, I got everything I needed out of it. This is what happened. The Steelers just ran the football, threw some short passes underneath generally, and let the Ravens implode. They did it last year in prime time and then stuck a knife through the Ravens' heart. Najee Harris over Roquan Smith at the end of the game. Same result, different day. In the Ravens' wins... They have done what the Steelers did. They're better than the Steelers. So they're able to kind of go out and get a lead over the Browns and get a lead over the Texans and get a lead over the Bengals. But when we go watch and we've talked about Todd Munkin going down the, you know, being able to manufacture these drives, the scripted stuff, it's the same thing the Steelers do, but the Ravens are just better. They're able to run the ball, dump the ball off underneath. They put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands. They protect him. And then they play defense. That's what you are right now. So the Steelers just played as conservatively as possible all game long offensively. The Steelers also have a really good defense. They showed you what you need to do. The passes, the drop passes, all of that. I have a whole YouTube video on that. Go check out on the Exit 52 channel. You can go check out Spenny Spotlight. I have a playlist right there, and I call them the Baltimore Butterfingers. There's all this talk about the rugby balls, so on and so forth. And I messed up. I should have made the font blue instead of black, like the Butterfingers logo. I really messed up. That's been killing me. It does look funny. Please applaud my thumbnail I made for it. But the rugby stuff, whatever, their hands are just wide. And I put a play where you see Odell Beckham have tight hands. It's like in gym class. They your gym teacher teaches you this. Touch your thumbs. Cross your thumbs. Cross your, cross your index fingers. Touch your hands together. Touch them. Make the Jay-Z, the Illuminati. You see uh, Davo Sweeney. Coach Sweeney got that drip. And now he's on TikTok. Exactly. And then you see Mark Andrews with his big white gloves, looking like his Mickey Mouse hands. He's basically the best. He's as good as Travis Kelsey, other than Travis Kelsey sticks his hands together and catches the football. Like, go check out JT O'Sullivan, did quarterback school in Lamar Jackson again. Talks about how incredible Mark Andrews is, the things he's able to do with route pacing, the things he's able to do at full speed at his size. So good. So, so, so good. A, Rink, a Lincoln Riley disciple, full-speed route runner, can really turn some angles, do things, and drops the football. And it's really, it's like, 
Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and Mark Andrews are three guys that have always dropped the football. At Minnesota, Rashad Bateman dropped the football. At Boston College, Zay Flowers dropped the football. Nelson Aguilar, throughout his entire life, drops the football. Mark Andrews at Oklahoma. So it was really just bad timing of all of them to have their worst trait as a pass catcher. Bad hands, bad hand positioning come out. Uh, and then you go look at Odell Beckham, who doesn't have that issue. And you see an RPO pass that was a little outside of Mark Andrews' frame. And then you watch a slant that Odell Beckham catches. Same distance, same kind of catch. Andrews was a little lower, sure. But Beckham has good hand placement. It was just as simple as that. Uh, the Zay Fly, really, I, I want to go back, though. So we watched the Steelers do nothing for four quarters. Then the Ravens send an all-out blitz. And they make one play at the end of the game. That's what they keep doing to the Ravens. The, they're showing you what it takes to win. Don't make mistakes. Let the other team make mistakes. But you have Lamar Jackson. And just as good, if not better, of a defense. The Ravens have all these guys. Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley, Tyus Bowser, Gus Edwards is in and out. Justice Hill is in and out. Tyler Linderbaum is in and out. Odell Beckham's in and out. All these guys. Marcus Williams. Guys who have missed 5, 10, 15 practices, 2, 3, 4, 5 games who are still getting integrated. Slow the game down. Be more intentional. Be more conservative. You're not in your final form yet. Offensively, Munkin and Harbaugh, you have to protect Lamar Jackson. He is your team. He is your offense. He is a quarter billion dollar player for you. Just give him fucking time. Put Pat Ricard, who PFF charts, and when you, if you chip and release, they usually don't chart you as pass pro. You kind of have to stay in because technically it's a route. You're a receiver. It's chip and release. Three pass blocking snaps. He probably chipped another three, four times. It's not enough. Go get a Tomlinson off the practice squad. Pull him up. Put Likely, who still is doesn't look like he looked last year. I don't know what's happened. Hopefully he rounds in four. Use him instead. Stop going five-man protection and, and with a back, with scat and jet protection, stuff like that. Protect him. Then there's this value of, hey, in in like you talked about, Jake, what did you say before the season? I expect them to start slow, figure it out. Dan Orlovsky has talked about that. I expect them to figure it out. Well, you're at the point where you've had two losses that should have been wins. You can look back and look at the mistakes that were made coaching-wise, execution-wise, dropping passes, trying to go make the Steelers jump instead of just kicking a fucking field goal. And I really look at that Raiders-Packers game from Sunday night too. Everybody's ripping the Raiders apart for trying to kick a field goal, not going for it. Well, they just sat back and made Jordan Love have to beat them, and he couldn't. That's kind of what the NFL is this year. It's not this explosive league outside of like the Dolphins and the 49ers. So make these – Kenny Pickett and Gardner Binshew shouldn't be beating you. So there's value in making those mistakes early – player-wise, coaching-wise, so you can fix them later, make the mistakes in September and October so you don't make them again, November, December, January, you hope for February. But at this point in the season, it's about to be week six, you can't lose any more games for the same reason. And again, to your point, and walk away and be like, we'll do better next time, we'll clean it up, all those things. And fans hate when Harbaugh says that, He's he just protects his guys, whatever, don't care about that. But to your point again, Jake, you said this, I believe, on the review, uh, Sunday night, the reaction show, that's the difference between winning the division and winning the conference and having a bye and playing in the wild card or missing the playoffs. 
It's one or two games at the beginning of the year, and it can't be three at this point. Let Lamar Jackson win, get out of his way, kick field goals, punch the football. You have the second best defense in terms of average net yards over average in the NFL. The 49ers really only have the better unit in the NFL. The Ravens defense is a top five unit on both sides of the football in the NFL today, trailing both sides of the 49ers and the Dolphins offense. They are the fourth best unit in football. Play off of them. As guys continue to get their feet from returning from injury, a Bowser is going to come in. You have Van Noyen Clowney who came in late. Let them calm it down, acclimate slowly, confidently to the new team, the new scheme, the new situation in general. And then after October, maybe you can get into a little bit of a rhythm, comfortable. Then you can start applying pressure towards the playoff push. Again, being aggressive on fourth down, doing all of those things. At the end of the day, they need to step back, give Lamar Jackson command of the line of scrimmage. This is his sixth year in the NFL. He's a quarter-billion-dollar quarterback. He's ready. Harbaugh needs to display a more stoic. We talked about this. I want him to see I want to see a more stoic, iron-forged, even-keel sense of neutrality on the sideline, especially in times of anxiousness or stress or failure. You have an elite quarterback, an elite defense, and you shouldn't be losing games to Kenny Pickett and Gardner fucking Minshew. Get out of your own way, John Harbaugh, now for the rest of the year, or I don't think you'll be here next year. We talked about maybe this would be a little bit of a, you know, is this a sneaky hot seat if he can't get out of the wild card round or win a playoff game or maybe get to a conference championship? If the Ravens lose to the Steelers again, and miss the playoffs. If you lose seven out of eight to the Pittsburgh Steelers and miss the playoffs, John, John Harbaugh has to go. So there's a lot of time before that happens. The Ravens also have a really tough schedule, it looks like right now. Injuries happen, whatever. But John, calm it down. Let Lamar Jackson do his thing. Stop getting frantic and panicked and going for it and this, that, and the other. Or you're not going to be here next year, plain and simple. We're almost seeing more of that calm and that patience from the play like I've been complimenting the hell out of these players we're almost seeing more of that than we are from the coaching staff and it almost looks asynchronous where they almost look surprised that like you're having us go out and like and like Tyler Linderbaum is snapping the ball and it's like we're not gonna like run Edwards here I'm just gonna take a snap and just hawk one up to Beckham and the you know on the back you know shoulder fade there in the end zone he says they don't even want to kick up they, they didn't even want to do that so don't do it yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, it, it, the players are almost like dumbfounded. Like, really? You're not just going to like run this into the run this into the teeth with Edwards. And if we don't score, then, you know, kick a field goal and our defense will shut down that trash ass offense, frankly, that we've been watching for the entirety of the day. It just there, there's something very out of sync uh, as far as like how Harbaugh seems to feel about this team versus how talented they are. And at the very least, how composed and poised they are a lot of the time. Like you just, to your point, you don't need to outfox yourself. You don't need to outthink yourself in the way that you are. And really this kind of was the, uh, the litmus test for me. Like, are they going to be? Because I felt like, you know, I, I definitely was pretty frustrated after that indie loss. It's like, how many years are we going to fucking do this? But then they go and they have the Cleveland win and it looked like things were cleaned up and I picked them to against my frankly against my inner intuition. I picked them to go and win this Pittsburgh game going away to an extent because it's like, you know, they're just better. And I feel like they have the talent this year and the coaching staff has always been there. And the common denominator is the head coach. And, 
yeah, man, if they don't start to clean this shit up, and I don't have a whole lot more to say on this game, frankly, at least in a macro sense, if they don't start to clean this shit up, like, yeah, it's time to it's time to have that conversation about them. Because you got two guys on this coaching staff that could step up tomorrow and be the head coach, and I'd be pretty comfortable with that. And there's probably going to be guys on the market that'll be uh, hot candidates as well. So, uh, you know, without saying too much more on the fact, it's, yeah, it's it's got to be cleaned up or, you know, it's going to be a, a tough conversation. It's going to have to be had. And are we having this conversation if two out of those seven passes are caught, three, four out of those seven passes are caught? You know, probably not. But shit goes wrong during games. It's not the only time. And those lead to wrong. losses. And one or two of those losses, like we say, those are the difference in the three seed or the one seed or the six seed and the three seed. Like it's, it's, it's so fucking marginal, but you know, it is, it is definitely living in those margins every single year. And at this point it's tough. It's tough to keep trying to, I'm going to pass the mic to you for a second. <laughs> You're right there. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I got I got a couple of buddies coming over. We're gonna go watch the game. We got we got Justin Riley. We got over. we got a uh, we got a little live studio audience here. It sounds like yeah, we got a live studio audience coming on in. So they were they were coming in. The door was locked. It's little Kramer situation here, so. walking in. Exactly coming in like Kramer. So, um, but with that, you know, at this point, the Ravens need to to look themselves in the eye. They need to stop shooting themselves in the foot and say. We have to get out of Lamar Jackson's way. We have to get out of our own way. We have to kick field goals, punt the football, and play off of our defense. That is kind of the theme of 2023, in my opinion. Like I said, there's a couple offenses that are really drumming teams, and the rest of them are struggling in the too-high world. They're turning the football over. They're not generating explosive plays. So why are you watching yourself fail? I mean, the Texans game, they, they handled the Texans. But they weren't humming through them. They weren't efficient. They Still weren't a couple fumbles. Clean. Like, yeah, the passing game was a little out of sync. He threw the pick early. Like, and then at the end of these games, the, another common theme, and I'm going to say it again, is that you're asking this offensive line that has had three starters, four different players shuffle in and out: Falele, Linderbaum, to Mustafer. Ronnie Stanley, Pat McCary, shuffling in and out. And then at the end of the game, it's like, oh, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. Yeah, we've been giving them help all day, but in the most crucial moments, we're actually not going to give them help anymore. We're going to ask them to go single block a Alex Highsmith and a TJ Watt. And what happens? TJ Watt beats Daniel Faalele and Justice Hill, who's not good in pass pro. It's like, of course, TJ Watt is going to make a play at the end of the game. Of course he is. If you don't take him out of the game. You have to either get the ball out, roll Lamar Jackson, something. What what are you doing? And that's what was really painful in JT O'Sullivan's breakdown on the QB school. It's like the Andrews drop in the end zone, which maybe could have been Lamar actually trying to throw to Zay Flowers. Andrews drifts a little bit. Also, Rashad Bateman's drop. It's like the Steelers were doing the same thing. They keep dropping TJ Watt in coverage, and then you're just dropping touchdowns. It's like they're giving you a little bit, and you're not taking it. So, um, again, are we having this conversation about Harbaugh? No, but then when shit hits the fan, if those players make those catches, I mean, then when shit hits the fan, it's panic. It's frantic decisions. It's frantic play. It's the John Harbaugh, open mouth, Macaulay Culkin face. And uh, you look at guys like Patrick Queen and go tweet out after the game, you know, same shit, different day. Or, or say to the reporters, same shit. It's the same thing every time. The defense is elite. 
They have been able to completely thwart, aside from a couple Zach Moss runs that were well set up to run at guys like Jeremiah Moon, everyone's ground game. They're solid on the back end. Marlon, I mean, Marlon Humphrey gets beat, but they're not blowing coverages. Like, have they blown a coverage this season? Maybe now they will against the Titans because I said it out loud, but they're not making mistakes. They're getting beaten sometimes, but let those guys go win you games. You have to let your defense win you games. You have to let Lamar Jackson win you games. And, and hey, you know, Gus Edwards, it's really frustrating to watch him continuously not get used around the goal line. Arguably, actually not arguably, he is the best short yardage back in the NFL since he came in the NFL. Converts 90% of his third and fourth and twos or shorter, and you never let him ram the ball into the end zone, ever. It doesn't matter if it's Roman. It doesn't matter if it's Munkin. They just won't let big boy Gus Edwards, a four-star fullback, he was a fullback in high school, go ram into the end zone. Instead, you have to throw a goal line fade out of shotgun to Odell Beckham that you didn't need to do at all. The, and, and after the game, they asked Harbaugh, you know, why didn't you run Edwards again? He said, we did on the first play. And I was like, did they get stuffed? I went back and watched. No, he got like six yards. Yeah, Seattle also ran Marshawn Lynch once. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, oh, well, we did it on the first. Oh, oh, God forbid you run your gigantic running back and plunge him into the end zone multiple times. So, um, you know, all of those things are just, again, I, you kind of want to move on from losses, move on from this game. But uh, I think Mark Andrews quote after the game, he says, you know, it's like we're a sleeping giant. We just haven't woken up. Yeah, it does feel that way. And it feels like the players are awake and John Harbaugh might not be yet. And Johnny Boy, if you don't wake up now, I think you might be uh, taking some some late afternoon naps next season down in Boca Raton. Might be in for a rude awakening there. Okay. Well, that seems like the uh, the macro take on it all notebook-wise. Uh, you want to get into some segments here? I know we got the settlement actually rolling in after we record this here. So, Yeah, we'll have, have Jack rolling in in a little bit here. And with that, I mean, mega culpa for me, I did pick the Ravens to win. I did pick them to do the thing that they haven't done against the Steelers. I'll say I thought Lamar Jackson would tear the Steelers apart, and I think he did tear the Steelers apart. Yeah, I don't think you're issuing any apology on that. I mean, that was... Absolutely not. It ends up being... And and I I frankly agree. When you go look through PFF's offensive grades here, you've got Lamar Jackson is the number one rated offensive player in the NFL this week. After that, Tyler Linderbaum graded okay, and there wasn't a single other remarkable performance offensively. So it was just like, of course. Usually it's the other way around. Lamar Jackson looks a little frantic, turns, throws a pick he shouldn't, uh, throws a pick six uh, on the double whip route. Greg Roman special a couple years ago, twice. In this game, it was the exact opposite story. And John Harbaugh just implodes against Mike Tomlin to a point where it's like quietly, the Steelers are beating the living crap out of you and should have expected that to happen. These games are never decided by two scores for a reason. I thought that it would be decided by two scores. So I went against the trend, and that was my uh, my mega culpa there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the exact same for me. It's right down to the fact that I knew that this exact thing was going to happen in my gut, and I went against it, and I did the data boy, you know, rational thing to do, and I fucking picked the Ravens to win this thing. I think I only picked them by a field goal. I, I still expected it to be a close game, uh, but, you know, it just... <laughs> They just seem to have these losses in their DNA, uh, at least during this time of year. So, you know, that, that's kind of on me for not recognizing that that had potential to happen yet again, even after it already happened versus Indy. So, Definitely. Uh, I guess that does it for that. For our Johnny Crab Cake of the Week, I'm going Justin Matabike. Matabike has quietly gotten part of a sack in three straight games, and I hate half sacks. I count them as full sacks. 
I'm going to give that four sacks so far in five games from Adebike. Him and Patrick Queen storming through on a little stunt, able to go hit and sack Kenny Pickett in that game, take care of business a little bit. I love what I saw from him, especially early on in the run game, just dominating as he does, gets better and better. I think we're about to see him have the stretch. I think it's happening right now. He's starting to have the stretch that gets him paid and makes him a 30, 40, 50 million dollar guy, whether it's in Baltimore or elsewhere. But dude looks like a freaking warthog inside him, Pierce, Project Washington. I don't think Travis Jones was had a great day in this one. Looked a little looked a little slower, quicker off or slower off the ball, looked a little hesitant uh, at times, but thought those guys played super well. And um, I mean, everybody on that Ravens defense really gets a crab cake, especially up the middle. Kyle Hamilton was great. The linebackers were great. Nose tackle, three techs were great. Really strong up the spine. Kept the Steelers in check all day. And and uh, it really just comes down to, to George Pickens there late in that game. They do that repeat of, uh, you know, the that Bears game a couple years ago with, can't even remember that corner's name anymore, 6'4 corner. Gigantic Chris Westry. Westry That's who yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, Marquise Goodwin cooks Chris Westry. Marlon Humphrey gets paid a lot more than Chris Westry, but. You'll give Marlon some slack there. Tough assignment. Uh, week week one for him when it's week five for everybody else. But, yeah, I'm going Justin Matt BK for mine. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Dan Falele, who looked like uh, Snorlax out there to an extent. Just uh, not moving around too much. Probably should have helped him out a little bit. He's in a tough spot there. I get it. But, man, that is that is one big boy. And let me tell you, the lack of mobility is reflected in that. It's not even that he like just doesn't use his arms or stuff. He has these giant meat hooks, and you just see him say tucked in like he's trying to golf. He like has his elbow tight to his hip. It's like, brother, extend. You have a 15-foot wingspan. Use it. Yeah, it's it, there, there's just, you know, I, he has not turned into the the player that we had hoped quite yet. I mean, hopefully there's still time. It's only a second. Look, it, can't, it looks like he can't be trusted to come in cold. Like the two times they've asked him to come off the bench have been – horrific yeah it's tough so yeah they <laughs> that's my big boy of the week is the guy who uh you know maybe a little too big too big to fail there uh in uh filele. too big to filele, uh is my johnny cake of the week and i guess you know the smooth af plays of the week are kind of like it, it kind of stinks to do them when it's uh we could you just know, turn into the smooth brain like with the uh the jo- <laughs> losses it might be the smooth brain of the week it, it definitely yeah. might be so let's let's take it that direction and i'm just gonna go straight up john you can just kick a field goal when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't have to try to go make them jump off sides. Mike, the funny my, thing my is, Mike Tomlin used to do this shit ten years ago. He used to like try to go for it against the Ravens, like, and they would lose those games. And now, like, it, the, it seems how the turntables. Uh, type the situation. game, I think, what was that? 2021, where they try to flip the ball over TJ Watt's head, two point conversion. They lose 20 to 19. Yep. Instead of kicking the extra point, Mike Tomlin makes a comment after and says. We expect them to do it every time. It's not a surprise. They're not taking us by surprise anymore. And then two years later, John is still trying to take them by surprise on every fourth down, on everything. Just if you want, and like you said, Jake, I don't don't, don't think you should have gone for it there. I'm sure the, the win probabilities and everything. Sure. Just run counter, man. Like you said, just run counter. They ca- haven't stopped it in five years. They can't stop counter. You have Gus Edwards, and just every single short-yarded situation don't ever want to threaten to use him at all whatsoever. It makes no sense. That is my my big brain, smooth brain of the week. What do you have for us? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the coaching staff in general. It's like the 
what are we doing allowing the offense to like go out there? Oh, we're going to draw them offside. Like, why do you have to draw them offside? Just kick the fucking field goal. Like, why do we have to overthink this? It's a little smooth brain for me. And then, you know, I, I'm, I don't know what happened on the goal line fade. I don't necessarily hate that play call, but Lamar, like, like, let's put that more towards the outside, make it so that it's either Odell's or it's out of bounds, like that kind of thing. That whole thing was just absolutely foobar, like literally from jump street. And that, I mean, like, it's funny because when uh, when who I think Seymour recovered the punt and I had the exact same vibe in my head. And again, easy to say now, but I had the exact same vibe in my head as when Huntley did not score on that long run versus the Bengals. It's like, oh, fuck, something bad is going to happen here now that he didn't score a touchdown. I had that feeling in my gut. The first two plays, you know, looked promising to me. Okay, whatever. You kick the field goal, you get out of town, let your defense do their job. But, you know. Throwing it up for Odell Beckham uh, versus, uh, of all fucking people, Joey Porter Jr., they made a big deal of him coming into that game, too. And as soon as he checked in, that was another bad feeling. Like, this little fucker is just going to do exactly what his dad did to me for however long uh, back when he was in a Steelers uniform. And there you go. Joey Porter said that he told Odell Beckham after that, go be a family man. Just the most disrespectful line of all time. I saw somebody say, uh, but time to dust off that podcasting equipment, which I thought was, uh, which is good. I, I love it. I love Joey Porter Jr. coming in and talking that talk in the Raven Steelers rivalry. Um, John, if you don't beat the Steelers and you miss the playoffs, you're done. I, I think that's kind of the threshold I'm laying down. That's that's how I feel. That's where I'm at. Uh, that was the smooth brain of the week, which we'll be doing in losses, and could have been a little smoother, could have been a little more suave. Maybe John should have used some smooth AF CBD lavender shaving and grooving, grooming products. When a Baltimore barber wanted to use the best shaving cream possible, he decided to make his own shave, moisturize, wash, and condition. If you're tired of his and hers taking up space in your bathroom with a bunch of pink razors and blue razors and pink bullshit, then use Smooth AF, smoothafproducts.com. It's now ours instead of his and hers. Again, go check out their CBD shaving and grooming products that will leave you feeling relaxed, smelling good, and looking better at smoothafproducts.com. Very smooth. Smooth ad read there. Doing my best. Do better, John. Do better, John. We've we've gone to bat for you for a long time. Do do better here. We, it, we need and like the people bit. that are that are anti John, like it's it's proof. The old PFT saying, if you stick to a take long enough, you'll you'll never be wrong. So just like have your takes and stick with them for however many years, and uh, you'll eventually be right. And uh, you know we'll see what happens. Plenty of time to go in the season. I know we we like to be prisoners of the moment sometimes. Plenty of time. Every single week. Every single week. Everyone's a prisoner of the moment. It's a week to week league. If they win, they're going to the Super Bowl. If they lose, fire everybody. That's kind of just been how it's felt, especially in this town for quite a few years now. Good news. They get to go to London where they have no terrible, horrible, horrific, tragic memories or nightmares of getting drummed by the Jaguars 44 to 7. And they get to go play Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans, a team and coach that has definitely never beaten the living shit out of them physically, mentally, and emotionally ever before. That's never happened. So really just a, a perfect just in time for fall, we like to use the crock pot, you know, put a nice stew together, get some chili going. Just a nice crock pot of nightmare fuel right down your throat after you go blow a game in Pittsburgh that you should have won by two, three scores. Yeah, the the bag juju chili. Maybe I'm going to have to uh, make a recipe there and put some of that together. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not lining up great, I'll be honest. Uh, and the Titans, I know they, they've certainly had their issues this year. I'm sure we'll get into it in the preview, but... 
London game, we've got uh, Rashad Bateman out shopping for Balenciaga, which a lot of people really, really seem to have a problem with as, as he's touched down there in England. Uh, you know, who knows what's going on with some of these other guys. Good Instagram video of the linebackers in a cab together. Marlins by himself in a hotel room doing some strange Cockney accent that I couldn't make heads or tails of. Uh, it's off to an interesting start. But they, it actually it's a very a much different approach, apparently, to what happened last time. If you saw Jeff Z's article about the fact that they put a fucking task force on this thing about how to uh, handle this week, uh, which I don't know if that inspires confidence, but at least they're preparing this time. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say or do. I, I have no idea. I just hope there's a jugs machine, jugs machine somewhere in the Downton Abbey there to uh, to help them practice catching the football when they are not out shopping at Balenciaga and they're not out uh, doing God knows what with Marlon Humphrey in a Peaky Blinders cap speaking the uh, the that's Queen's more, English. That's, that's a Patrick Queen thing. He he's the uh, Peaky Blinders guy. That's very true. Very true. At this point. Got to keep Lamar Jackson clean. I'm looking back, just trying to reflect. We're going to have Jack on in a minute to just settle up with the settle man. Lamar Jackson, when kept clean, has, okay, not pressured, has averaged seven and a half yards per attempt, has uh, made five big time throws, uh, 67%, or excuse me, 80% completion rate when he's under pressure, 6.2, 40% completion rate. He is uh, 14 of 35 with a pick and a touchdown. When blitzed, he has been okay. When he hasn't been blitzed, he's been outstanding. So I think if you want to go calm things down in good old London, why don't we keep Lamar Jackson clean this game? Why don't we put Pat Ricard on the line of scrimmage? Why don't we do the things that look like they work late in games and stop asking your backup offensive linemen to go thwart the TJ Watts and Alex Highsmiths and Jeffrey Simmons and whoever else they have over there, Danico Autry's of the world. Uh, we'll preview that one a little bit more. But with that, I mean, that, that kind of sums up my thoughts where Matt will get into the, the Titans preview, 9.30 a.m. kickoff here in uh, the good old Eastern Standard Time. I guess the Ravens will be playing at, what is that, 3.30 there? Some around there, five hours. I think it's a five-hour time zone difference. So hopefully able to uh, calm things down. It's been an up week, a down week, an up week, a down week. And hopefully they're back up this week and can go get to 4-2. and two. Yeah, four and two. That 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 feels a lot different than three and three. It definitely does. It most certainly does. So, with that, appreciate everyone listening. We're gonna throw it to the settle man here. Like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Hopefully, we're talking about an Orioles win as well when you're listening to this. Hopefully, it's uh, the Orioles pushing for game four there, and I think they're going to. I, I have confidence in uh, Mean Dean to get the job done. Just put us to bed. Don't don't let us win one. Don't let us get hot. Just put us to bed. Well, with that, I think that about does it. And we'll settle up with the settlement, preview a little Thursday night football. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Talk to you guys later. See you. Really, really hard, and they execute the system, and that's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Trust. Big trust. Big trust. Big trust. Hey, yes, sir. Right on cue. Hey, right on cue. Hey, let me.